Come on, Papa. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. Are we? Are we on? Are we on? We're on. Fuck, man. Well, you're telling me you're in yeah. a rush. Oh, we, well, I'm not really in a rush, rush, but you know, uh, more like living La Vida Sloda. <laughs> Yeah, got him. Are you good? Yeah. Can we do? Can I do this fucking intro or what? uh, All I got to do is type one thing in, and well, while you're doing that, Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and typing feverishly next to me <laughs> is Seth Ford. How are you, Seth? Feeling good about the response that I've gotten about uh, the episode that came out, the most recent one, mm. Animal, F Like a Beast. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because this We now cannot say fuck, huh? Yeah, this episode's going to be PG, I was just going to say. Oh, oops. <laughs> Uh, actually, well, I ruined that. It won't. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got a really good response. I got uh, a couple of texts from people that you know saying how fantastic, how wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a blast. That was and a lot uh, you know, uh, it you know, I know that uh, people in other places don't know uh, Doug uh, from a hole in the ground, but I think for you and I, uh, he was a big get. We were interested in having him on from the get go, and you know it's been uh, it was it's been tough getting things to to align, but I'm so glad they did. It was star crossed. <laughs> it was star crossed. Yeah, it and, was. And he had such a blast. He came loaded for bear. As a matter of fact, I got to remember to throw on the uh, the Facebook page uh, his notes. This man came with two pages of notes. Um, just came with a six pack and a and a composite book <laughs> just ready to go ready to go i got a text this morning six o'clock how do i listen to this shit <laughs> it was great it was absolutely great yeah i accidentally uh, to all the people from last week if you wake up earlier than eight o'clock and we're wondering where the episode was i accidentally set it for the wrong day and seth was like what the hell and i started going, oh no i hope i didn't fuck something up but i said what the fuck man luckily i found out that i had just set it for the 15th instead of the 14th um, and uh, quick fix. Yeah, so. it was great though. I had such a good time. Um, I had such a good time recording. It was a blast that. to edit. It, it was, was a blast to I'll listen to was. again. Um, yes, very, yeah. very, very fun. Um, we have something to address here, real quick. Yeah, real, real quick. Um, okay. I want to take a moment because I think that this is time sensitive and it should be addressed. Um, as seeing as uh, you know. Let me pick the right words for this. Politics has seeped into everything that we do, every corner and facet of our lives. And for those of us that wish to remain politic-free and just go about our daily business, um, that's becoming harder and harder to do. I think that you should be aware. I think that's important. However, sometimes things get a bit underhanded. And I'm not saying that what I'm about to address is necessarily underhanded, but it is something that I think that we should uh, just discuss for just a quick second um, because... Um, it's important to me that people know and are aware of what's going on and what they're listening to. I hope that was just a gonk. Um, it was just a gonk. There is a video that has been going around of a guy named Oliver Anthony um, singing a song called Rich Men North of Richmond. 
clever uh, title. Yes, very very clever. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do like others have and, and come down on this guy. I'm just gonna question and put into question um, some of what's going on in this song. And I'm just gonna ask a question about it. Maybe maybe you can provide some answers. I don't expect you to, but um, I, I I just think it needs to be highlighted in that. Uh, I don't know if ne- a lot of people that I know have posted it on social media and said this is a very heartfelt song, and it does. It sounds very in in er- It sounds recorded in earnest. There is an emotion to it. Um, mm. He is obviously affected by something, and he's getting that out, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's what you do in music. That's, that's art, that's baby. Art, baby. Exactly, exactly. Um, but the lyrics—they um, call things into question. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find real quick, um, uh, a copy of these lyrics because it's so new. Um, you might have to go on parlor. Yeah. It, we, this is not on to find them. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on a site well, while, called while lyrics you're looking, Moji. let me, let me just kind of step in here. And, uh, I, I have seen, <clears throat> uh, images of this guy and, uh, they were all kind of making fun of, uh, you know, kind of made fun of him and I, I didn't dig in to kind of find out what, um, why they were making fun of him. I was like, well, this guy just looks like he's a passionate guitarist. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say, and this is something that I've always felt, and I, I think we're kind of getting closer and closer to this. And if you don't want to listen to political stuff, just fast forward, maybe five, five to 10 minutes. Um, we'll make it quick. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Uh, two impassioned people like us. Um, and we, neither of us know when to shut up. I'll say this. There is a, a very thin line. Sea hair thin. Fine. Between what is politics and what is moral, (laughs) I would say. And so when I know people like to talk about, you know, well, we don't have political talk here, but there a lot of stuff, you know, taxes, I'd say maybe are one of the first things that jump out that are that are political. But even that, I would say, is tied to an extent you could one could argue on both sides of the the aisle is moral uh, one being, um, you know, the moral ground of keeping what you do earn and the other one being giving to people that are in need. Um, so, you know, when we talk about politics, I feel like a lot of times we're not really talking about politics. We're talking about how we treat people. And sometimes those people are other people. And sometimes those people are ourselves. Thank you. Um, you make a very good point. So though we may be talking about air quote, politics and air quote what we're really talking about is you know i guess how how we want to be remembered and how we want to be known as worrying more about ourselves and our beliefs or worrying about other people and what's going on with them um i had never heard the song you played it and I was just moments ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, like, all right, I get it. Working class guy mad. And then as as the song went on and I heard more and more, I was like, oh, this is like this is some 
very, very fucked up shit. Taking a stance. For sure. Yeah, he's definitely taking a stance. Uh, it has been spread around on social media and brought up to people uh, or by people to me, people that I loved. And when they see it, they see what is a, what they, I think, the way they perceive it, and I'm not trying to say anything or cast aspersions on the guy, what they perceive it as is um, a, a working man recording in the forest, singing a song in earnest. Now, Mark, just to say this, he's getting a hell of a lot of reverb out of that forest. Mm. Um, it's definitely, you know, the, the, the sound is reverberating off those trees. But um, I'm just going to go over the lyrics real quick. Just at the beginning, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. He it's rhymes away with away, which lot. is yeah. automatically a problem. Yes. Sorry. Okay. It's a damn shame. I knew you were going to bring that up. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. We're all in the same boat here. Yeah. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true. Now, living in the new world with an old soul, these rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control, want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. All right. Because your dollar ain't shit, and it's tax to no end, because rich men north of Richmond. And right when he brought up taxes, I was like, uh-oh. Hackles. <laughs> Hackles. Uh, now, now uh, I don't like paying taxes. All right, it's not fun. It's not great. But let's not go too deep because there's some. There's more alarming. This one of the gifts of this of this program of this podcast is that I pay attention to lyrics. Now, thank God for this. Well, let me just tell you uh, because before we recorded, you said, "Well, no one likes paying taxes." I just want to go on record as saying. I do not give a fuck about paying taxes. Really, I do not care. Okay, and the reason is because. I mean, as long as those taxes are used the way they should be used, your daughter goes to a public school. I oh. like knowing that my money goes to your daughter getting a good education. Even though your daughter is not my daughter, you are my friend. And more importantly, she is going to be in control of the world when I'm 80 years old. Correct. And so I want her to be smart. And I want her to have a good head on her shoulders, and I want her to have the best education she can have, as well as I want every child to have that kind of education, regardless of the kind of education I had, and regardless of the fact that I myself don't have a kid, or don't ever plan on having kids. And so, to, you know, the streets that we drive on, there's so much that our taxes go to, that I am very, very happy, and I would be fine living in some place like Norway or whatever, where I'm taxed 40%, as long as my taxes are going towards stuff that I don't have to pay on the other end. I am fine with it. I know not everyone is, and that's fine, but just for what it's worth, I'm fine with being taxed. April is a little bit easier for you than it is for me. That's all I'm saying. You might not have to do everything that I do when it comes to April, you know? Sure. Um, but that's uh, that's all here nor there. I, I mean, you can understand maybe a, 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 what could have been a point that you could have put on it is that as long as your money is being put to the right place, it's, it's reasonable. And you're yes. exactly correct. And he might have brought that up, but he doesn't. Okay. Um, but the, the thing that I'm that that really raises the hackles more than that is um, I wish is the next two verses. I wish politicians would look out for minors. M i n e r s. There you go, and not just minors. M i n o r s on an island somewhere. Lord, so now we're getting into PizzaGate territory. Exactly, um, Lord. We got folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese 
milking welfare. Hi. Now, it's okay to point out. That I should mention, sorry, that I, I guess that's not, I, I, I don't know. The miners on an island somewhere, I guess, could mean two things. One is speaking about Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. The other is just children in other countries. Right. And and caring more about people that live here. But go on. Okay, so we can sort of maybe because it's art and it's, you know, it's just an expression. Maybe, I don't know. I don't want to get too political on that. What I do want to point out or get into it, I don't want to say political, get into it too much. But Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milking welfare. And here's where it really gets good. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, Taxes ought not to pay for your bag of fudge rounds, <laughs> which is Amazing inadvertently hilarious, <laughs> which is <laughs> young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Now, when he says country, I'm assuming that he is alluding to the government. Um, however, at the same time, he is also putting to question anyone that are some a section a portion of the population that might happen to receive welfare benefits now what i'm saying is is it okay mark to play both sides of the aisle it, can can you still call out the government while at the same time call out the people that are receiving benefits from said government and 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 put them down for the choices that they make with the benefits that they receive. Can they, Mark? How, how does that work? You be a libertarian. I think. I mean, that's probably the answer to it. And Rand I mean, would have the answer. You know, you can you can do whatever you want, and I don't mean to disparage libertarians, though I do not share i I share your some of your ideas as far as uh, I, I share some of your social views. I'm sure, um, but I'm sure I do not share. Um, a lot of your or any of your fiscal views um you know <clears throat> as an i mean the classism is so disgusting in this song and um you know it definitely is though there's no race mentioned it definitely reads like some kind of white nationalist anthem. In this case, it, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter because he is calling out, you and I, this is both personal to us, he is calling out people based on their body type well, or what is, what's going on yeah. with them. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's as if to say, if you're, a, if you're poor, you're not allowed to be fat, as if... The only way to be overweight is by eating bags of fudge rounds. Um, and I don't know if he just doesn't understand how, like, the world works. And I'm sure he's just very, very, very mad. And I'm sure that, you know, he just doesn't have enough money to pay his mortgage and he's having a very hard time at it. But, um, you know, he is a piece of shit. And he really could use a good sitting down to learn about a couple of different things. I don't know what he does for a job. Um, also, the, the apparently he's the working man. Apparently, he is the working man. Yeah. Um, and his and overtime pay isn't worth shit. Which, I mean, I work a decent job, and my overtime is I make decent money when I get to work overtime. 
Um, so maybe he just needs to pull himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> get a know, better job, dude. Here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the 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 connotations of the Richmond north of Richmond, which we were talking a little bit about this off mic. Um, though I think what he means to say is Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. you cannot help but think of Richmond as being one of the big battle areas during the Civil War. Oh, it is still a point of contention. <laughs> and uh, and the north, you know, I, I don't think that it's just, uh, I don't think it's missed on him that he's talking about north of Richmond mm-hmm. um, and he's using Richmond specifically. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, uh, the number of the, the, the people that have this, uh, this is from the Wikipedia article. Um, Damn, Mark. Anthony claimed that his lyrics are attempting to speak for the working class. And then he aspires to be a quote voice for those people noting that whatever it is they're doing, they can't quite get ahead. Um, the song is popular with Republicans and Libertarians with lyrics that revolve around common conservative or libertarian talking points such as inflation, high taxes, child trafficking, and welfare abuse and those welfare. and the obese milk and welfare. Which, I mean, I'll say, I don't think, I've never been on welfare, I don't think. I may have, um, during the beginning of the pandemic, I think I got one check before I started um, getting, or no, no, I, I, during the pandemic I did. And I think maybe for a week or two in between my jobs, but I've been lucky enough to be in a situation where I have not needed welfare. And I consider myself fortunate for that. Um, I do not know that fat people get paid more, uh, for welfare. Um, if you take your money and you choose to buy fudge rounds, I don't see that's how that's Mr libertarians business yeah exactly um and if i choose to just do nothing but eat steak but i only eat it two nights a week rather than peanut butter and jelly sandwiches seven nights a week i don't see how that's any of his business um you know the guy just uh i you know hurt people hurt people i get that he apparently doesn't make enough money the video looks very good for someone who does not make any money. Some decent production there. And I'm sure he's going to be making some good money now. And I wonder if we're going to get a situation where he, oh, he's, you know, going to be touring with Kid Rock pretty soon. Yeah. And yeah. and he's going to be. I mean, that's a joke. That's not serious. I'm, <laughs> he's going to be saying. making so much money that songs like, I mean, this is one of the, the things about people who. He's going to have a dump truck full of government funded fudge rounds show up at his. <laughs> He's he's gonna have it made, yeah. man. He and totally then he's gonna is. be talking about how hard it is, and he's gonna be getting showered with Try not French to blow champagne. Up, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the whole point in me bringing this up is, um, I've had a lot of uh, friends put it up, you know, bring it to me, or, or point it out and say, you know, feeling all the emotions of this song, and and a lot of times um, messages can be hid in emotion, in feeling that um, oftentimes we overlook and we don't necessarily pay attention to. And I think that this, for just one moment, and thank you for uh, bearing with us, should be highlighted. Pay attention to what people are saying. It's kind of important. Um, I would like to hear some solid answers out of Mr. Oliver um, and how he really feels about those that are on welfare. I know quite a few people that have been on it. And Mark, I don't know about you, but it, it, to those people, it's difficult on that welfare salary or those government checks to get um, healthy food. 
Um, you have to, sometimes, uh, you know, the only thing that you can afford, uh, uh, you know, afford is ramen noodles, which is a notoriously unhealthy. Well, we've we've mentioned this before. We've said this before on this podcast, and it bears repeating. And you're, I know what you're going to say. It is expensive to be poor. To be poor. Yes. Um, and it is definitely, definitely, definitely true that it is hard to get good, healthy food cheap. Um, it's nigh impossible. Yep. Um, and so if all you can do is buy fudge rounds, um, and fudge rounds will get you through eight days, but, um, celery will get you through five. You're getting fudge rounds if you've got kids, etc. Mm. Uh, why he decides to bring weight into it twice, um, is beyond me. It's definitely ableist. It's definitely shitty. Um, you can't and call, I think you... most people probably hear the first 30 seconds to a minute because when it first came on, I was like, okay, like I hear you times, times are tough. I know tons of people who are, you know, right now, you know, he doesn't mention anything about, you know, landlords that are, if you just have enough money or enough credit, you can just go buy seven houses and instead of other people being able to buy them and, and pay mortgage at three, 1300 bucks a month to pay, to buy it. Now you can charge them 2000 bucks a month and there's nothing they can do because people can just go and buy up all the houses just like people do with concert tickets. Um, no mention of that. Mm. No mention of, you know, it, it's all just the government. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's just not that it's not that easy. I'm not going to say the government is not culpable at all. But this guy, I can't tell if he's just, um, you know, it's very easy to predate on people that are hurting um, and, you know, people that are scared and people that are in a bad place. Or dealt a shit hand. Yeah. And that's what this guy is doing. Yeah. He is, you know, I, I don't know. You, you can't play, play both sides of the aisle, man. You can't have it in for the government and then the people that are trying to survive at the same goddamn time. Yeah. You can't just because you don't like the way they look or the way that they happen to function in their lives. That's not the way, that's not the way this country works, thank God. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a little message. I doubt that uh, Oliver Anthony's going to hear this, but uh, I would like to say to my friends that are paying attention to this, hey, you're hearing something that sounds good. Maybe you just want to dance. Great. Hey, maybe look at the motivations behind what people are doing every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I guess I'll take a moment to say that if you are someone who is on welfare... Don't listen to this bullshit. People go through hard times and need shit. And that's been, I mean, my mom lived on Medicare and Medicaid yep. because she had multiple sclerosis. And I remember having a long talk with a friend of mine um, because in not so many words, I had to explain that without all of those, you know, tax sucking um, things, my mom would never have made enough money if she collected all of her taxes in all the years she had worked. And she had worked since she was 14 or 15 years old. Um, and also sold weed on the side to make enough money for us to be able to survive and for me to be able to, you know, have toys and stuff. My mom never would have had enough money in taxes if she collected every cent that she ever earned and it wasn't taxed. She never would have had enough money to be able to pay for the medication she needed for when she got multiple sclerosis through no fault of her own. And she would have killed herself due to the pain that she experienced, quite frankly, um, and only got a little bit of relief from the medicine that um, she was given by the government that was around two to four thousand dollars a shot that she had to take once a week. He also didn't bring up the pharmaceutical companies, I noticed. Um, so, you know, 
um, it is, uh, you know, it, it is a thing that we all have to deal with that people go through hard times. And when you haven't gone through a real hard time and this guy probably has not, I don't know for sure. I don't care about his backstory Maybe to be honest has. with you. Maybe he has, Yeah, but, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, everybody deals with adversity differently. Everybody deals, everybody has a different ceiling for what a bad time is. If you are overweight and, and on welfare, we love you. Absolutely. You know, you need to be able to enjoy life and eat fudge rounds just like everybody else. Um, and fuck this guy. Yeah. I was, I was, I, I knew you when your mom was alive. Yeah. I watched you guys live high off that government dollar. <laughs> I watched it's just how, yeah. how great you had it here oh, in Cape Coral. Florida. My favorite was when um, I moved into this house and still had to pay rent there. <laughs> um, that was my favorite part of the government doing a really Taking great job. And, yeah. and man, I'll tell you every time she bought like Werther's originals, um, Damn you. you know, yeah. Yeah. Tough times. Tough, um, um, but we're not here to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, don't don't even bother listening to that fucking song. What we are here to talk about is uh, a much more sinister in some ways <laughs> uh, song. We are here to talk about Livin' La Vida Loca uh, by Ricky Martin. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1999 was the year. Shit, um, man. His... I'm so happy to hear this fucking song now. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, we need we need a little levity here. Yeah. Um, yeah, his fifth studio album, first English or his English language debut, I guess you should say, I should say called Ricky Martin, um, written by, uh, Robbie Rossa, AKA Draco Raza okay. or Rosa uh, rather. And Desmond child, um, younger no. brother of destiny's child. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, Desmond child has shown up on our show before. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, was, both of these people uh, are love an elevator fame. Yep. Isn't that him? We, yes, we have not done that song yet though. I'm sorry. We no, have done Dude Looks Like a Lady. Dude Looks Like a Lady. We will fame. be. I'm may, sorry. You know what? Maybe we'll do Love in an Elevator next. Maybe, maybe. No, pause for the. Oh, well, I thought you were, I thought you'd Arnold fill Palmer. me in. But you, I thought you were going to talk a little no, bit. No, for no, no. I, I got it wrong. I, I was actually um, uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady and not Love in an Elevator. Oh, okay. Maybe great. he did write it, but I'm, I just. I got it wrong. Oh, is this sure. the dude who said the gay people won't care? Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> And then, wow, okay. brother of destiny's child, and he's still around. Yeah, um, a little Latin pop number. Um, Desmond Child was very, very happy that um, they did this song. The song all in Pro Tools. Uh, he said at the beginnings of Pro Tools, we were the first to go all the way to number one with a song that was one hundred percent non-analog, and the fact that fact made it into the Wall Street Journal. Uh, one of the things about the new sound of digital, it had kind of a metallic sound. We've we've heard this as musicians before. Analog, analog has a warm sound. Very much. Yeah. And to compensate for that metallic sound, we made it drier than Latin music had ever been, which is more like ambient dance music, where things were deconstructed and you could hear any, any everything your friend said instead of the kind of records that sounded as though they were in a hall or with a lot of echo or had a corny kind of Europop sound. Mm -hmm. So we changed that with Ricky. We got his voice right in everybody's face. It really worked. From that moment on, nothing has ever sounded like it used to sound. I do not think that this uh, recording was uh, really world-changing or life-changing. Uh, it was. He is correct in the in the tones and the way that they sound. Uh, it's not. It's not typically Latin. I guess if if I could go out on a limb and say that, 
it doesn't sound like, I mean, it damn sure doesn't sound like any of the Fania records or like, um, you know, Willie Colon or, or, or the stuff that you used to hear in the seventies and eighties. Um, it, it's, it is, it, it does. And, and it, it, it does sound rather metallic or tinny as he's talking about, uh, trying to dry things up. I don't necessarily think worked. This is not some sort of groundbreaking recording, in my no. opinion. I, I just don't think that. Rusty Anderson, Paul McCartney's guitarist, played on the song after uh, Robbie, Roby, Robbie, I guess it's Robbie Rosa, uh, asked him to put some guitar on some selections that were blank slates. He recalled to American Songwriter, I was thinking more of a James Bond vibe, actually, but I kind of like the way it counterbalanced the song. Kind of funny is that when he did this, he couldn't find a good reverb. He said, I didn't have a reverb to print. Uh, that I was happy with. So I figured the mixer would have the perfect reverb and mix down. So if you don't know, when you record a lot of times, um, a lot of the effects, um, you know, even distortion, um, things like that, people will record completely dry. They'll just record Mm -hmm. just a guitar straight into the, straight into the board or through an amp, but with no distortion or no reverb or no echo or whatever. And then they'll add it in post or post-production. So he was thinking, okay, well, I can't find a good reverb to put on. And if, if you can't undo it. So if you put reverb on, you send it and the guy wants less or more reverb, there's really not a whole lot he can do. Right. But if you send it dry, he can make the decision. So he sent it thinking they'll go ahead and add whatever they want. Uh, that recording turned into the single. And when I heard it on the radio, I was shocked. They left it dry. It's funny it kind of like a Mandela effect. I, I thought that the, the guitar had reverb on it. But thinking about it now. And then I listened doesn't. to it and I was like, oh my God, it doesn't have any yeah, fucking reverb. Yeah, it's yeah. just a reverby sounding part. We're talking about the... Yeah, it's very surf. Yeah. And there's a couple different musical styles that we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Well, I think that the first thing that jumps out when you mentioned, and I was going over the song listening, giving it a couple listens... And you see it in the Wikipedia article is the first thing that I thought is, no, this is not a salsa song. This is ska. Well, it's got a ska part. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's on the one. Well, it, it is going into the second verse. There is some ska. I don't know how much of it pops up throughout, um, but there's one part in particular that is very ska-like. Um, so the way the song kind of came about was... Ricky Martin performed in 1999, February 1999, the Cup of Life at the 41st Annual Grammy Awards. Everyone, fu- everyone went fucking ape shit. Everyone was, holy shit, this guy is the next hot thing. Uh, this dude decided to produce a song for him, brought uh, Robbie Rosa in, uh, and, you know, <laughs> you can tell that, uh, that our dude uh, Desmond Child, um, or Ricky Martin, rather, uh, in his book, was very very pumped about it he said i would go so far as to say that during the process of recording the song we actually made magic um Thinking this is magic himself, yeah i guess <laughs> this is, is what magic sounds like thank you <laughs> um he was working with madonna totally under his on, spell on a, on a song called be careful cuidado con mi corazón <laughs> be careful with, with my, my heart, heart. Um, so I, this is what kind of set her up. She was kind of on the fence and then they, they played this for her and she was like, oh yes, we are, we are good for Madonna. Yep. Oh, okay. This has the stamp of Madonna, the material approval. Yes. Okay. Salsa, surf and ska, uh, with Latin percussion rhythms and horn riffs. Some very, very cool trumpet work. 
Um, you know, it's uh, it's a dancey song. It's a song. It makes you tap your feet for sure. Um, I don't think it's a, a bad song. The lyrics, though, uh, the lyrics are a bit bad. Yeah. And a bit kind of hair raising. Um, a couple of lines. If you're not paying attention and you just want to dance, I suppose it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do want to mention real quick. I wanted to mention this up top, but I forgot. We are number 29 in Oman for music commentary podcast. Holy shit. And 164 in Thailand for music con, con, uh, commentary. <laughs> so we're, we're working our way up. I want to know. Yeah. We get, these, but, we get these little things every once in a while that make me go. Huh. Slowly but surely, we're going to take over the Horn of Africa. Nigeria, <laughs> number 117, down one spot. Still on Nigeria's top. Still on yeah, Nigeria. Excellent. Nigeria and Oman. What up? What up? Yeah. God love you. Thank you for uh, thank you for the love. I got some cash. I need you to help me wash. <laughs> um, should we get into it? Yeah, let's just do the lyrics, man. Because yeah. I mean that's what we're here for, and they're the most fun. It's just it's it's a it's a faceless song, man. It's like going to the post office. It's, it's a scentless day. apprentice. <laughs> it is. The song is uh, is a little wild. She so in the beginning it, he says something like something about on set like be quiet or something yeah there's something it's that not, doesn't show up in any of the lyrics that no. i look up for some weird reason because usually people have a hard on for adding that stuff uh and then uh after the little intro she's in to superstitions black cats and voodoo dolls i feel a premonition that girl's gonna make me fall love what desmond has done with the english language on this one man <laughs> it's amazing it really like, is doll and fall gonna yeah. make me fall yeah it's uh, a little a little odd i suppose she's in now this <laughs> this song reminds me of another song an old frank zappa song called camarillo brillo i just have to bring that up for a minute it's it's talking about a woman with gray green skin a doll with a pin um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a woman practicing witchcraft. It immediately brings that to mind. Now, not to be too pedantic here. Okay. But is, are, do voodoo dolls have anything voodoo? to do with voodoo? <laughs> do voodoo dolls have anything to do with superstitions? I guess. I'd argue no. Maybe if you put your faith in something that's not real. I mean, it's a religion. Like, voodoo dolls are based on a religion, aren't they? They are. Well, I don't know. I don't really I, I know. Think I'm not intimately knowledgeable about voodoo. Yeah, so, I think voodoo... I, I believe voodoo has something to do with, like, um, whatever they practice in, like, uh, in Louisiana. Uh you know, some kind of like Creole uh, religions. Yeah. African like animist. I've, I've, yeah. I remember hearing a desk, a, 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 a um, description of it is a mixture of African animist. Please correct me if I've got this wrong. African animist uh, religions with uh, Catholic imagery and beliefs at the same time. Um, I don't practice Santeria, Mark, and I don't know. I don't claim to know a lot about it. But it has always been portrayed in our culture as something maybe a little bit evil, is wrong. I don't want to cast aspersions on somebody's religion. Yeah, African diaspora it. religions. There is a there is Haitian voodoo. There's a spirituality of Louisiana voodoo, Trinidadian voodoo. Uh, there is obviously I, Long Beach voodoo. Yes, there yes. is uh, Voodoo Lounge, the album by Rolling Stones. Um, All kinds. <laughs> There's Voodoo, I, I, I believe, which is a, a free uh, TV and movie watching website. Oh, thank God. Um, 
Don't yeah. pay those streaming fees. I don't think that Ricky is trying to put Vadu in a box. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he's just... Uh, but I he think is referring to, to Vadu as... I mean, he's saying she's into superstitions, black cats, and voodoo dolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, superstitions are like, you know, don't walk under that ladder. By the way, I need my ladder back at some point. Oh, yeah. Or uh, don't break a mirror, you'll get seven years bad luck. It is not, don't put a needle in a voodoo doll... Could those those superstitions have evolved from these religion from said religions? Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm gonna right now say that Vadu is not something that we'd list under a superstition. Because um, I mean, let's face it, man. Religion is believing in something that is not concrete or real. It's nothing tangible. It's nothing you can touch. I mean, well, in this case, maybe a voodoo voodoo doll is, but it's not. It, it, that is not. I should say has not been scientifically proven. Yeah. So and and they that goes hand in hand. I also think it's funny that he says black cats and that's it. Mm-hmm. He does not say uh he he does not say what it does, etc. He just says black cats. Mm. <laughs> like it's supposed to be a black cat crosses your path. He's just I guess mentioning a couple of things. Just black cats. And he feels a premonition. He's talking about the firecracker, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. He feels a premonition this girl's going to make him fall. I guess in love, huh? Mm-hmm. Make, I, I don't know. It could be fall in love. Maybe fall Maybe down. Trip him. Um yeah. So then we get a little we get a little guitar thing again and then we get the second verse. She's in to new sensations. New kicks in the candlelight. She's got a new addiction for every day and night. She'll make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. She'll make you live her crazy life, but she'll take away your pain like a bullet to your brain. Come on. on. Yeah. um, I mean, making it sound both uh, enticing and uh, and scary at the same time and isn't that the point here uh, yeah this you know Des- Desmond was you take the good it. you take the bad you take them both and there you have the La facts Vida of Loca. life yeah the yeah. do um, she's into new sensations I mean aren't we all you know who else is who's that uh, who's saying new sensation uh, in excess in excess uh, Michael Hutchins was into new sensations and look where that got him oh god <laughs> Nowhere that good. was a really sad story man that was i mean the whole thing well i mean if, you, do know, you know about the whole hit thing with the history with him and geldoff i don't maybe not oh man you got they jerk off up. together no. <laughs> no did the autoerotic asphyxiate together <laughs> no it's uh, not like a david carradine care. type thing uh, no you should care he 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 uh, uh um uh Hutchins had a daughter with a woman, and then uh, there was... I'm, I don't know. This is just what's reported. I don't want to go out here telling sure. people what's going on. It's just a story that I read somewhere, and I don't like talking about this stuff. But you sure you don't want one of these mints? No, I'm good. Hutch, I'm sure you're enjoying it right now. It's good. Um, Hutchinson, uh, Michael Hutchins had a daughter with this woman. The woman eventually left, went to Geldof. I guess she had maybe dated Bob Geldof before, but uh, he had a daughter with her and always was trying to... Uh, to keep in touch and keep in contact. Now, r- accusations by, according to the news reports, Hutchins were that uh, Geldof was keeping his daughter from him and eventually poisoning him against her. So a lot of people say, or it's been written, it's been out there in publications, that this is what led to his uh, suicide by hanging, which is really, really terrible. Oh, I thought he, so he didn't jerk off. I, I always thought it was an autoerotic asphyxiation. No, you're thinking thing. Carradine, man. No, I'm thinking Michael Hutchins also. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's what happened with him. I don't think. 
I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the other, uh, lyrics here. So, um, you know, we have that, uh, we have that, the first line of the, uh, she's into new sensations, which, you know, okay, fair enough. New kicks in the candlelight. Is he talking about kicks, man, or shoes? I'm having a hard time. When you say kicks, man, anybody says new kicks. The first thing you think of is new shoes. Hey, got some new kicks. That's so, what I think of. Man. I, I think of the same thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. New shoes in the candlelight. I mean, I guess that could be seductive. I like shoes. Yeah. Shit. I mean, um, know, if your girl's walking in a pair of, you know, Nike sneakers. I don't they, know why know. candlelight is necessary. I'm, it's romantic. Um, and I, I guess, I, I mean, I guess I would think it would be more, I don't know. When I'm thinking of a new sensation. Do I think more of shoes or do you think more of like, hi-ya! Like <laughs> kicking. Kung fu. Kicking stuff. Yeah. Um, she's got a new addiction for every day and night. I got to say, dude, that's a lot of fucking addictions. Yeah. That's a ton of addictions. Uh, that's really going overboard. Speaking of a ton of addictions, uh, the report ruled that Hutchins's death was suicide while depressed and under the influence of alcohol and other drugs. Uh, he had alcohol, cocaine, Prozac, and prescription drugs in his system. I thought he was beaten off. Mm. Um, Yates claimed that Hutchinson's death, uh, Hutchinson's death might have resulted from autoerotic asphyxiation. This claim contradicted her previous statements to police investigators and the coroner. So may- maybe he did. That's not solid. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, that's, there's nothing solid about that. Mm. I mean, these are all just stories in the paper. How much can you believe now these days, especially if you're listening to Oliver Anthony? In excess, second highest selling Australian music act behind ACDC. ACD Akadaka. Akadaka. She'll make you take your clothes off. Alternating current, direct current, as as uh, they were <laughs> called said. by Doug. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, she's Ted got a Zeppelin. new addiction for every day and night, I guess, uh so I guess she's doing heroin in the AM and cocaine in the PM. <laughs> it's, it's Having a wild. lunchtime Xanax. <laughs> Her and Michael Hutchins would have gone along just yeah, great. Maybe. Um, she'll Xanax make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. The funny thing about this line is it makes me think of like her like telling you do it. <laughs> like pulling a gun to your head. Just do it. Not, not that you become so, you know, overtaken by her and her beauty. Uh but that she's like, I'm not getting out of this chair until you do. And you're like, all right. Oh, and she's then you tell like, your friends, like, God, she like made me take my clothes off and go dancing in the like rain. School marm <laughs> delivering the bad news. <laughs> guess what? Your punishment is to take your clothes off and dance in the rain. Yeah. I yeah. guess you just have to always hope it's raining. <laughs> Whenever it rains, you go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, if imagine uh, him years later, if, triggered by the rain in front of if his, Sasha calls, <laughs> tell her I'm not here. <laughs> Your phone goes off. Uh, she just like drops in. Is it raining? <laughs> it's raining men. Um, and then <laughs> she'll make you live her crazy life. high. That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. La Vida Loca. Well, it had to be said in English, but but she'll take you take away your pain. So you kind of get this roller coaster here. It's like. She'll make you live your crazy life, and you're like, oh, no. It's like, but she'll take away your pain. You're like, oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> hold on. She's not going to take away, away your pain like drugs or some of these other addictions that maybe she was talking about earlier. 
It'll be by a bullet to your brain. Mark, this is a formula for a thrill, man. I mean, you have to, you have to, you take the good with the bad, like you said. Mm-hmm. There you have La Vida Loca. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched Veep? Yes, a couple of episodes, especially the first one where uh, they had diary, uh, diary. They had diarrhea at the um, at the uh, ice cream shop. Yeah. Did you see that one? I did. Holy shit, it was hilarious, and I meant to watch more, but I just haven't. There's an amazing scene um, where one of the, I can't remember if he's a senator or whatever, um, is trying to like uh, be an asshole behind his wife's back, and he's talking to one of the main characters, and he goes, well, I want an office, and he says, and I want Rihanna to put a gun to my head while she makes me eat her out. <laughs> And uh, and that uh, that always cracked me the yeah, fuck just up. Draw comparisons <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, her skin was the color mocha. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. get into that here in a second. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, so so like a bullet to your brain. Um, I don't know if that's something that anybody really wants to get involved I mean, in. It's taking there are the... so many things that can take away your pain and not be deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like there's just there's there's right. so many better things that you could say like what a fucking what an intense the myriad drugs that we've brought up a walk on the beach you know yeah. uh, a, a massage I, I guess anything maybe this is the same year that fight club came out where he kind of like shoots himself in the face but then becomes himself in some kind of i don't know what the fuck that was supposed to be yeah um but maybe maybe we're talking about that a bullet to the brain is a little extreme. <laughs> a little extreme. Yeah. She'll take your way your pain by making you completely just not alive anymore. Been, she'll take away everything with a bullet to your brain. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Upside, inside out. She's living La Vida Loca. She'll push and pull you down. Living La Vida Loca. Her lips are devil red. And her skin's the color mocha. She will wear you out. Live in La Vida Loca. Come on. Live in La Vida Loca. Come on. She's living La Vida Loca. Um, what type of universe is he living or what planet is he living on with all these gravity issues of uh, upside, inside, push and pull? I mean, th- th- there's a lot of back and forth going on. A there shit is. A ton of it. Yeah. She's pushing you up. She's pulling you down. Seth, we haven't talked yet about uh, the Spanglish in this title. Okay. Uh, Living La Vida Loca. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some pretty funny stories about them kind of pitching this song or talking about this song to the um, executives. To the executives. And them kind of being like, uh, what the hell? Um, so this is... <laughs> you mean the executives having second thoughts about putting out a single with some Spanish words in the title? I mean, yeah, I you guess You would think so. by the late 90s they would realize that demographics are shifting and that maybe it might be a good idea? I, mean, I don't think they're going on a, out on a ledge, you know, or taking any real risk, assuming that, you know, uh, a, a song with Spanish lyrics in the title is really not going to sell at this point. I mean that's 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 just silly. I guess it also just goes to show in 1999 how fucking stupid and white people were still, yeah. and they still are to this day. Destiny's uh, younger brother Desmond Child explained his song's facts. Um, uh, Ricky Martin's manager Angelo Medina thought there was a market in radio stations that were doing songs that were going back and forth between English and Spanish. He said, "Well, what if you do one song that's kind of both?" 
if you look at live in la vida loca there really is very little spanish in it i mean i'd go so far as to say other than live in la vida loca is there any spanish in it unless mocha is a spanish word we'll talk about that here in a second it isn't at all yeah there's really not yeah kind of vida loca is it (laughs) it's 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 one line um but when we presented it to the record company, one of the top executives came back to me and said, could you write this song in English now? <laughs> I said, it is in English. And in fact, when the first ads came out, he insisted that underneath live in La Vida Loca in parenthesis, it said, live in the crazy life. Oh, we were scratching our heads no. like, come on now. Anyone who has ever gone to Pollo Loco knows what the word loco is. You'd be surprised, buddy. Um, and then it's a, it goes on to say that particular song had parts that sounded like Spanish, but aren't. Like skin the color mocha. Mocha is an American term. We don't okay. say that in Spanish, but it sounded like Spanish. It took three days to work out the right combination of sounds and words. That's pretty much the longest I had ever worked on a song before. Oh my God. Do you know how much work I can get done in three days? And that's what they spent three <laughs> goddamn days on. They, couldn't, they, they spent so much time thinking about the one line in it that has Spanish, which is the song title. And they say probably 25 times, never question whether or not the is superstitious or not. Oh, questioning anything else in the song. Yeah. No, the only thing that raises their hackles is a Spanish word that's said over and over. Oh my God. It sounds Latin. Oh, it ends in a vowel. So it's gotta be Latin. So I was thinking her dips are her her dips. dips. (laughs) Yes. When I dips, you dips, we dips. Mm. Her lips are the our Diablo red mm-hmm. would have been nice, huh? Uh, it could have been, could have been a little spicier. I mean, could you know, been. it's uh, it's it another wasn't. Spanish word, yeah. And it's during the chorus where the only Spanish is spoken. Well, that A and R team working three days straight decided that that was a bad idea. <laughs> they said no, yeah. no, 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 no. Got to no. be devil red. All you get. What's this Diablo shit? Her lips are devil red, yeah. um, and her skin's the color mocha. Which, talk about bastardizing the English language again. I do have to point out that in the video, there's not one mocha-colored chick, man. That sucks. The lighting is a little bit off. The music video is just a feast for the eyes. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with it. No. No. I mean, well, I mean, other than it's just silly, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, upside, inside out. I mean, you're going every which way with this woman, apparently, is what we're getting. This song, yeah. And this song, yeah. She's just, she'll push you and she'll pull you. Uh, I guess she's apparently worth it, is what he's trying to say. I don't know. I think we've gotten to the point in the song where we're describing a domestic violence situation. <laughs> it I could mean, very maybe, well yeah, be. Yeah. Um, yeah, she'll wear you out, apparently, also. So then. And sometimes we, that's a good thing. Sure. Yeah, no yeah it definitely can be. Yeah. Um, then we get a little bit of a break. Is this where we get that noise part? There's like a noise part to it. Well, here's the ska part. Yeah, this is it. Here's where we get the ska part. Okay, all right. You get a little bit of uh, off beats in the background there, and then everything stops, and you can still hear the guitar doing the little off beats. Woke up in New York City in a funky, cheap hotel. She took my heart and she took my money. She must have slipped me a sleeping pill. She never drinks the water, makes you order French champagne. Once you've had a taste of her, you'll never be the same. Yeah, she'll make you go insane. Come on. Like a clown posse. Yeah. Yeah. Like so much clown posses. Mm. Maybe he's singing about a juggalette. <laughs> you know what? At this point, I don't I can't say that Could I would be? have 
really been uh, super surprised. Was the gathering ever in New York City? Uh, no. It's always no, been I don't Ohio. think so. Yeah, it's always, Ohio. It's always been, it's, Ohio is the only place that will openly <laughs> let them like or claim the gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a, uh, a a listener, Robert Williams, had um, written in suggesting this song, mm-hmm. um, and his email says, "Just a quick one to say, Ricky Martin's." Live in La Vida Loca is apparently about being drugged and robbed. <laughs> and uh, that sure is what we have here. Yeah. So I guess this whole time he's trying to kind of sell you on this woman. Um, you know, like, look, there, there's a yin and a yang, a quid pro quo. Yeah. Uh, you know, you live this crazy life, but she's hot as shit. And uh, I don't really know. He doesn't in, 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 implicitly say we have sex. Maybe it's just that he gets to like bask in her light. He gets pushed and pulled. But uh, I don't know where the, the thing is. We don't know where they are before this moment. No, we don't. But he wakes up in New York City mm-hmm. where he went to sleep. I mean, he's he's Puerto Rican. Well, you can be rolled is what this is called mm. in any country. Have you ever heard the song um, by Squeeze Goodbye Girl? No. It's a, it, it's a, it, Jen did a cover. It's really good. But it describes a somewhat similar similar situation in this case of a guy, you know, being waking. He woke up and, and she was gone, you know, and all of his stuff, too. Yeah. No, I get so, that. Yeah. But um, when he says woke up in New York City, it kind of makes me wonder if he like was in L.A. and then he woke up and he was in New York City. <laughs> I was in Miami. And how the fuck did I wake up in the Chelsea? Exactly. Yeah. yeah like yeah. he got bamfed. <laughs> bamfed? Yeah. Bamf is the uh, sound that Nightcrawler makes. When he go when he he transports oh, he from one place to, one to another. another, okay. Um, they call it bamfing, okay. sort of like uh, Wolverine is snicked when his claws come out. Okay, those are the automatopoeic words that are used in the comic. I'm books. never going to say that, Mark. That's fine. Yeah, um, what Wolverine does. But it's very very strange that uh, that he he mentions waking up in New York City be- because he thinks that it is notable. To say that he woke up in New York City, it only can really make me think he was somewhere else. He was so drugged that she uh, maybe she had some henchmen move his body for her. Maybe she's just very strong. I think he expects us to know that whenever you're rolled, you wind up in New York the next day. When he says funky cheap hotel, do we think it's funky like you? Like, like P.U. Stinky? Like, like Motel 6 kind of. Okay, like a hojo. In, yeah. She took my heart and she took my money. Um, I hope he's not in one of those situations where he wakes up, wakes up in a tub full of ice <laughs> and his heart is literally out and like been harvested, <laughs> replaced by some kind of pacemaker. Some guy north of Richmond now has a new heart. Yeah. yeah. And she must have slipped me a sleeping pill. Mm. So he definitely got date rape. I mean, he's a he's a he's a he's a double sucker here. She took his heart and his money. Yeah. Yeah. He should get together. He should get together with. Uh, I don't know where the money went. She's so fine. I don't know where the money went. <laughs> Oh God, uh, so, oh, Robert Palmer. Robert, Robert Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sounds like he has a very similar situation. Uh, she never drinks the water. Is that a uh, is that a reference to like Mexico when they or like place where they say don't drink the water? Flint, Michigan, I guess, <laughs> where they say don't drink the water. 
where they, where, like some place used to be that we fracking say, is don't drink place. the water in other countries because they have like different bacteria or whatever. Now we have to say don't drink the water in our own country. Sing about that guy with a red beard. <laughs> no, I, uh, he doesn't I care about that... black people not being able to drink. He just cares about the white folks in Richmond. I did have uh, a buddy that you know uh, who is from an, a Latin country, Big Al. Oh, yeah. Alcides, did one time tell me that there was a song by a guy, I can't remember his name, but he said, as you're drinking this, you think it's water, but it's not. You've just drank so much that you can't tell the difference anymore. Oof. And that was in a that was in the song, and he was telling me the lyrics. He was translating them from Portuguese to English. And I was like, man, that sounds like a great song. I think it was Renato Russo. I'm not sure. I might have to look that up. But, uh, but I, I think that could be what he's kind of referring to. She never drinks the water. Makes you order French champagne. She's just so used to it that, you know, it's it's like water at this point. Well, let's go ahead and just and and also mention that French champagne is kind of an unnecessary. It's redundant. Yes, yes. because if you haven't heard the meme. Champagne has to be from the champagne region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling. Otherwise wine. It's just seven up. <laughs> Otherwise, it's starry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the lamest fucking name for a soft drink of all time. Like Sierra Mist, you got rid of Sierra Mist, which is already bad. For Starry. For Starry. It's the same A and R people that work for uh for La Vida Loco, man. Just let that word hang. Three days. Three days. Just, just let that word hang. Starry. What would you like to drink, sir? Oh, I'll take a Pepsi. Oh, and I'll take a Starry. You sound like a fucking idiot. Mark, can I have one of your minties? It's, <laughs> it's 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 almost like you just stopped describing something that has stars in it. Yeah, or that has there's like there you should be say more to it. Starry night. But you just say starry and then you just stop. It should be like starry fizzy cola. But they just stopped. It should yeah. It should just be fucking seven up. Just yeah. just let seven up go back to to Pepsi. And just let that be that or Coke yeah. or whoever. Wasn't it, it? Was it Magic Johnson that originally was like the spokesperson for Seven Up? No, the Uncola. I do remember yeah. Seven. Or was seven that Sprite? Up I could have gone wrong. Anyway, yeah. um, so once you've had a taste of her, so I guess we're just talking about eating her pussy. No, come on, Mark. Your mind in the gutter. Of course, he's talking about eating her butthole. <laughs> of course. Yes. My bad. Yeah. Her skin. That's where her skin is the color mocha. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey now, you know you don't have to bleach it, ladies. And that, it's that okay. butthole will make you go insane. You'll never be the same. Yeah, she'll make you go insane again. I mean, I guess going insane is just a little bit better than a bullet in your fucking brain. <laughs> those are the ways we end both both of the precourses. One is a fucking bullet in your head, and the other one is being fucking Baker Act. You can go insane or die. Take your pick. Uh, upside, inside out, whatever. She's living with Vita Love. Who gives a shit? It's the same chorus. Um, we get another instrumental break we get she'll make you take your clothes off and go dance in the rain again there's nothing new here he just talks about getting the bullet in your brain again Um, and then the the chorus over and over and over again yeah Yeah. Um, you know nice try Uh, it's uh, I mean look I I will say did it do what he wanted it to do did it make him fucking boatloads of cash oh yeah oh yeah this song was a hits hit. Um, this song was number one in, I think, four different countries. Safe to say that it's a hit because it's still in people's brains over 23 years later. Yeah. I mean, we still talk about this song. You still hear it. 
it, it is still in my mind. It was nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, and Best Instrumental Arrangement um, accompanying a vocalist at the 42nd Annual Grammy Awards um, and did not win any of them. But, I mean, it was still pretty huge. Doesn't matter. He was also nominated for Record of the Year at the 2000 Latin Grammy Awards. Um, and it hit number one in a bunch of countries. And there was a Spanish language version of it, much to the chagrin of God that forbid, one guy that said, no. please throw some fucking English words in here, even though the song is all in English. Uh, this song reached number one in Argentina, Chile, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Greece, Guatemala, Hungary, Ireland, Mexico, New Zealand, Nicaragua, Panama, Puerto Rico, and Saudi Arabia. It peaked at the, in the top 10 of France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. In Romania, Live in La Vida Loco was listed as the most played song of the year. However, its peak position on the weekly chart is unknown because I guess Romania doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> so it was not number one in the United States? No, it was. Oh, okay. It was okay. also number one in the United States and I believe in the UK. And it was for a while. Uh, double I mean, platinum um, in Australia, uh, Australian Recording Industry Association or ARIA. That's very uh, clever because an ARIA is a musical term. Mm-hmm. It's a solo in an opera. It is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Spent eight consecutive weeks atop the Canada Top Singles Chart. And top the country's year-end chart. I mean, this song was fucking gigantic, man. This song was absolutely ridiculously huge. And everywhere you went, you heard it. I mean, it was just everywhere. Still. And still... It's still used in movies, commercials, all kinds of things, man. It was nominated for several categories at the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards, including Video of the Year, making Martin the first Latin artist in history to receive a nomination in the category. It won two primary awards for Best Pop Video and Best Dance Video, and was voted three additional awards in the International Viewer's Choice categories, making it rank among the videos with the most wins in the history of the MTV Video Music Awards. (laughs) Ricky Martin's a good-looking guy, man. Oh, yeah. Very, very... And everyone in that music video is... Uh, so they're all very, very attractive people. Is, are, they're all very beautiful. Yes. Um, of I mean, course, life has to suck if you're Ricky Martin, I suppose. We have to mention yeah. that Donkey and Puss in Boots in Shrek 2 mm-hmm. do a version of this song. Uh, that is Eddie Murphy and Antonio Banderas. Uh, so that's, I guess, a thing I will tell you for whatever reason, in yep. case you were a, a Shrek head which I know some of you are. Well, my and head looks like Shrek. What's that? My head looks like Shrek. <laughs> it kind of does. You got Shrek head? Yeah, I do. I was afflicted. Um, three remixes were released in CD single in Germany, Italy, and the United Kingdom. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great song. I it, You know, a lot of people love the song. I, I take that back. Is it a great song? No, I was it's, say, it's a song like anything else. Song. I don't hate it. I mean, I can think of a lot worse songs to hate. But the real question is, well, is when it comes to these lyrics. Well, the one thing that I want to kind of leave off before we go into the creep factor here, because who's laughing last? Live in La Vida Loco was entered into the National Recording Registry of the <laughs> Library of Congress in 2022. Said Martin, it's a very powerful song that represents Latino pop fusion. It is an honor to be linked to this song that has an important page in the history of music because it was part of the first album recorded digitally in its entirety. Mm. And it was also my very first production entirely done in English. Well, not entirely. 
Without a doubt, it's a theme for history. <laughs> it's debatable. And I feel honored that it is getting this recognition. Of course, going into the National Recording Registry of the Library of Congress uh, is any kind of art that is historically significant. And apparently this song, apparently the song is, is. historically significant. Yeah. I got a question for you, Mark. Hit me. You've probably heard somebody say this. You and I have both been around tons of people that claim I know a couple of people recording mastery and I have a studio and in the old days when studios were rare things that you you know had to be in specific spots that were you know designed uh, sonically and acoustically for recording I'm talking about the days before Bandcamp before you know being able to drop in anywhere with your laptop and an interface and a couple of microphones and record just about anything it was something that you heard in the late 90s, early 2000s, I went to Full Sail, dude. Ugh. Did you ever hear that? Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, it just was everywhere. Yes. And it seemed to me like most of those guys would pull that shit that you just heard right there out of their pocket. I was the first one to do it all digital in something or whatever. I don't think this is very much of an accolade. It's just how I feel. Yeah. I mean, oh, you recorded in digital? Wonderful. Big fucking whoop. Uh, it's just, it's not that important. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Library of Congress? Okay, that's great. Uh, yep. First Latin recording artist to sing an English song and get Latin recognition for it? Great, wonderful. Sure. I mean, that's that's awesome. But, but claiming this whole in-the-box digital shit, I think, is just silly. Creep Factor, um, well, I mean, it's about in part being drugged talking about people getting shot in the head yeah. um i'm gonna you know but you can't help but wonder if he's not asking for it maybe he just has a death wish uh maybe he wants rihanna to put a gun to his head and make him eat her out mm. um i'm gonna give it a um you know it's we it doesn't feel creepy does it it's so playful it's like it's too happy yeah uh but i mean you know we can't let it get the Smiths on us where it it's got a it's got a happy tone but a very sad song and doesn't get anything. I'll give it a six three. Wow, that high? Well, I mean, dude, I come mean, on. Yeah, I, you I know, do, I'm gonna uh, see. I'm gonna go lower because I'm gonna go full Hoffman clause on this one. Okay, I think it's totally just describing um uh you know I I don't think that there's that if there is a danger of it being autobiographical, it's all taken away by Desmond in just that. It's some sort of silly, goofy fantasy put to a party beat, and that's it. You know, it was meant to go along with the sound um, and describe some dangerous woman in some fantastical situation. Uh, it's not real. There's nothing real about this song. There's not, you know, it's just, it's, it's silly. It's just a silly throwaway. Um, yes, they do bring up some questionable topics. Like you said, the bullet. Like you said, the... Uh, the fact that the guy's getting rolled, that's not good. That's uh, uh, kind of creepy. Uh, it, but it is. It, it's not a zero, that's for sure. Uh, it's. I'm going to give it like a 4.3. I mean, he is gay. Might even be lower. I believe, isn't he? He came out as gay a few years after this song came out. Okay. I don't know if he... Yeah. I didn't know if he was bisexual or gay. I don't know. It, oh, he's married to a dude. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, well, that doesn't answer my question, I guess. Um, but I would. I was just going to say, if he is 100% gay, then that would rule out the uh, autobiographical thing. Oh, complete. But I mean, even that Desmond wrote it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I, I. this was just... This is all fluff. Yeah. It's all fluff. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, wow. 
that was uh, that's that's a song, and that is a <laughs> song that a bunch of people agreed to listen to. Next up, <laughs> and buy, yeah, and buy, yeah, and give money anymore. to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we are going to go ahead and do a song that just kind of popped up on our radar. You've been wanting to do these guys for a little bit, and Ooh. then the song popped up. We're going to do Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees. Yes, I have been wanting to do a Bee Gees song for a very long time. And then this one kind of fell into our lap. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I saw this or who told me about it. I'll try and find out between now and uh, and the next Showtime. episode. Yeah. But, oh boy. Seth, do you have anything you want to say before we go? Thank you to everyone that uh, pays attention and listens week after week. I've gotten such mm. great feedback on our social media sites, both Facebook and Instagram recently and we've gotten some great emails from people that if you didn't know lyrics to go pod at gmail.com send any recommendations or if you want to talk ask us questions about ourselves please by all means do that i had a blast in here last week with doug i'm all i'm thinking about ever since then is like when can we get doug back in here at some point i want to get doug back in here and i want to get some more guests in here yeah um good because we know some people i know a couple people have mentioned uh wanting to be on and, uh, you know, um, we're not opposed to having some people on to talk about how shitty these lyrics are to some of these songs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please let your friends know about us. Um, you know, uh, if they're going on a road trip, if they're taking a long ride, um, if you've got a couple favorite episodes, maybe drop them on them. And uh, if we do a song that your friend loves or you know, on a band that your friend loves or hates or whatever, um it is, I think, always fun to kind of unleash what magic lies in some of these lyrics here. Pay attention to them. Mm. If there's one message about this episode, it's pay attention to them. Always. Thank you, dear listener, for listening again. We will be back. Uh, make sure you listen to... Um, Nights on Broadway. Nights on Broadway. I yes. knew it was the Bee Gees. I couldn't remember the name. So Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees. It was a single... Uh-huh. Uh, it was around the uh, it was around the disco era. Oh, that's great! And uh, we will be back next Monday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>